Welcome to Season 3 of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs Podcast. I'm Tyler. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Chance. That's yeah. his name? Yeah. Really? Apparently. It's either that or Community Chest. I would have said that. <laughs> Wait, you mean we had more than one choice at who the producer was today? Well, we it, took a chance on this guy, apparently. <laughs> it played in the joke better, all right? We'll, we'll see how it turns out with Chance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so in today's episode, along with Chance, we're going to be reviewing Long Slice Brewery, which is in Toronto, Ontario. Yes, so we're going to be having two beers in the episode today. The first is Princess Clementine, which is a fruited sour. And the second is the Metropolitan Pilsner, which you guessed it. It's a Pilsner. Wow, shock. Very I didn't good. even, uh, like, you know, propose the question. I just gave you the answer to the question. But yes, it is a Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for explaining that for You're everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to finish off the episode, we're going to be taking a trip back in time to discuss retro video games. Be groovy. Okay, okay, okay. Located at 484 Front Street East in Toronto, just inside the distillery district is the Long Slice Brewery. Now, Long Slice uh, tells the tale of hooligans, or some might call them brothers. <laughs> some might also think that uh, it's a sandwich shop in the U.S. Jimmy and John. You ever been to Jimmy John's? That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a great sandwich place in the yeah, States. Yeah, it is. I've not never been. I'd, I'd say better than Firehouse Subs. Ooh. I know you're a big fan. Uh, yeah, we actually just had this conversation at work about uh, some of the tough sandwich places. But we're not talking about sandwiches, we're talking about beer. So we got Jimmy and John Pete. Um, if I have to say it again, then it becomes a repeat. Um, <laughs> originally from Bracebridge, Jimmy and John were the cool kids in high school. Oh, now, wow. I feel so like humble. This, yeah, I, was yeah. Say, I feel like that's them self-describing, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Now, they weren't old enough to buy beer yet, but they were old enough to buy the ingredients to, you know, make the beer. So with some uh, little assistance from their father, a passion for the basement brewing, along with uh, handling over some beers to their friends, uh, kind of was created through this. So a little bit... a little bit interesting that uh, if you can't buy beer, you make beer. Find the loophole. And then you drink beer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we do not encourage underage drinking, even though Jimmy and John have put this on, uh, you know, <laughs> Even blast. though they're encouraging <laughs> it. <laughs> so it is out there. The information's there. Well, the, but they're not necessarily encouraging it. They're just telling the facts, right? Yeah. The history. Just yeah. spit, These are facts. Spitting spit, yeah. spit facts. Well, if you fast forward 15 years from their, you know, cool kid days in high school, uh, they mastered the art of brewing and they wanted their dream to become a reality. Uh, enter their longtime friend, Sebastian Lesh, who is a big fan of Google Sheets, apparently. Uh, that's his superpower. Love a good Google uh, Sheet. Yeah, and apparently he's a bonafide legend. Um, oh. His words, not ours. I guess a legend uh, in Google Sheets or something else. Well, I don't it, know. 
The Sheets. Okay. Apparently, yeah, it's probably his turn. Also self-defined. Yeah. So Long Slice was then born on March 20th, MMXIV, which is 2014 in Roman numerals. Um, but uh, sounds cooler in letters. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Right? Yeah. Let's put a pin in that. Fast forward 15 years because we're going to get to some information about the brewery and some things that we've seen. And I don't know if they've really fast forward 15 years or not. It's debatable. Yeah. yeah. I think the website's probably stuck in about, what, 1997? Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I originally starting as a contract. Pull that pin out. Brett <laughs> yeah. just got to it. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> Uh, look at me. That's what I do. Anyway, originally starting as a contract brewery, the jump to commercial brewing was through their first brew, Hops de la Vista. That was created in Stratford. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Why'd you point at me? Because yeah. you're from Stratford. I, said, I so, get it. So are you. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying. Right, anyway, uh, out of the old Stratford brewing location after the recipe had won the 2013 Toronto Beer Week homebrew competition. And finally, in 2019, Long Slice became a full bricks and mortar facility with a fully operational, um, you know, Brew house and everything like that. Teaming up with the Doc Ellis, not the pitcher who pitched a perfect game in 1986 in LSD. That, that never actually happened. You watch, watch the documentary? The, the, LS, the LSD thing's in question. Oh, Yeah, yes. there's a lot of conspiracy whether or not it happened. Okay. But okay. not that Doc Ellis either way. Yeah, correct. Uh, to create the aviary. All right. So the, the brew house for Long Slice is in the aviary pub. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'd take flight. Well, speaking of that brew house, uh, their beer is brewed in a... 20 BBL two-vessel brew house with four 40 BBL fermenters and a 40 BBL bright tank. Uh, Long Slice creates the beers that they want to drink. So no double age, no imperial quads, no smoked IPAs because, frankly, they don't like those. Or no double barrel age imperial quad smoked IPAs. (laughs) Oh, that's all one thing. Okay. Could you imagine a brewery trying to make one of those happen? I wouldn't be shocked at a brewery trying to do something it, crazy like it, that. It is true. It is true. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I, I love that, right? Like, you brew the beers that you want to enjoy because yeah. that's how it all started, right? I mean, maybe not, you know, 15 years prior when you're, you know, looking at beers to make in right. high school, you're probably just drinking whatever the heck you could get your hands on. Bush whatever lattes. you can make, yeah. yeah a They're just making there. the closest thing to crushable beer they can probably yeah so before we kind of get into it then maybe we should discuss if we've ever been there no i no. have not been there do i want to go absolutely for sure 100 <laughs> absolutely i want to go and we'll get into some of their content a little bit later on here but uh, unless you want to talk about it uh now fife because you like to do that when we say hey let's talk about it later and all and then i just pop in and you just talk about it now yeah so the neighborhood that long slice uh, is Originally built in was Athletes Village during the Pan Am Games in 2015 to house the international competitors. How convenient. Right? And in 2015, Long Slice sent a can of their beer, Hops La Vista, into the stratosphere using a weather balloon in Godrich. Actually. Interesting. If you need proof, there is a documentary on YouTube available for your viewing pleasure. Now, are we sure that it's a weather balloon or are we thinking that it's a Chinese spy uh, balloon? <laughs> I didn't not know that a Chinese spy balloon and weather balloons were similar, but could be. Have you paid attention to the news? Uh, I have not watched the news lately. I'm not a person who sits there at 6 o'clock with a tea and crumpet watching the news. (laughs) Well, there's also news later at night, and they have this new thing called the internet. You can actually get news. (laughs) That's where I get my news. Well, yeah, (laughs) the internet. Yeah, it's on there. So, uh, yeah, well, I guess a couple weeks ago, there was a, a... 
a weather balloon flying over parts of Canada as well as uh, the U.S. The US and yeah. it's a, it was determined whether or not it was a weather balloon from China that got loose or if it was a old-fashioned uh, surveillance technique in which they've also utilized too. How drones just went back in age 20 years? or there, There's reasoning behind it, but we can't get into that now. Okay, fair uh, enough. And I don't know if you can comprehend it anyway. So wow. We'll just, <laughs> wow. We'll just, we'll just mosey on down the road. All right. So, so speaking of your viewing <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Apparently it's me not comprehending. Anyway. Long Slice also dove themselves into the music promotional video world with such hits as the Klondike Clark. It's a Lagerdale. Uh, they deliver beer, the dusk area, and even a whole series on Hops La Vista itself, which you've kind of mentioned some of the content that they've already kind of rolled out with that. Um, so looking forward to, a, you know, a Greatest Hits album very soon. Um, we could do maybe a collaboration on like a craft uh, beer concert Kolsch, you know, do a little music video ourselves. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think yeah. that would be great. Like we, before we started recording, we were watching a couple of their videos and it's just... It's just hilarious. Like they're I love just their content. They're just being them authentically themselves, which is basically from what I can gather, they take almost nothing seriously, which is awesome. Right. Don't change. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, don't change. Yeah, the greatest hit, Pilsner in a podcast. I mean, like, there's so many <laughs> It's elements. like the whose line is anyway game where like Ryan Styles and Colin Mocker like set him up for something and then uh, Wayne Brady has to go and sing the, in a random hits. Yeah, yeah. Like a <laughs> random topic. It's hilarious. Yeah. So let's talk about their website then. We kind of touched base a little bit on it. Um, Yeah. But I feel like it's very important because it sets up the thematic conversation a little bit later on and goes hand in hand with what you were just saying there, Chris, about not taking themselves too seriously. So, um, yeah. Take the pin fully out of that that conversation there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I mean, the website is, like we kind of mentioned, looks like it was coded by somebody in the mid-90s when the internet first became a thing. Um, It's a straight up 8-bit. Yeah, like, I, I I don't know anything about coding, but it just looks like something that I would have visited when I was a little kid and the internet was new. Um, icons are amazing. It's hilarious. Like Who doesn't they, love a rotating beer can? Yeah, the it's rotating so cool. beer can is so cool. Like, you get to see the whole can art um, before you buy it to decide whether you want it. Yeah. <laughs> it's done in such a great fashion. And then there's little, little I don't know, Easter egg types of, like, throwbacks, right? Um, some of those would include a counter of how many visitors on the website. That, yes. That's just a running or number. Which is a, never static, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A direct link to Netscape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love it. Also, uh, the headshots that they've created uh, are amazing. I would think they're more like portraits, yeah. right? And yeah. I think we need portraits of ourselves, just like what they're doing on their website. <laughs> it's almost like that could be knitted into a sweater. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Right. I, I think we should, uh, as part of our Instagram promotion of this episode, maybe uh, show those. No, not of us. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You want to do like our portraits or similar? With, like, no, little... show, show the photos of Jimmy and John and, and was Sebastian. Sebastian, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Brett, why don't you get talking about some of the beers here? Yes. Uh, yes. Chance so... is telling us to wrap this up a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, Chance can just. Stay over there. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they only have 19 beers created on Untapped. Again, according to Untapped, but over 20,000 check-ins, and the beers have an average rating of 3.52 out of five. In terms of beers that we've had, I have had three. Uh, one of them is one of the ones we're having on today's episode. But I'll go through the other two I've had, which is the Sky Bison, which is an APA, and then the Hops de la Vista. Uh, you guys scores on terms of beers that you guys have had from Long Slice? Yep, that's a zero. Yeah. 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 
Oh, yeah, everybody else. Zero. A winner, Genio. Yeah, I saw you puff up your chest <laughs> when yeah. this slide came. I was like, he's yeah. so proud. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. Anyway, uh, so some of the beers that we've been missing out on include the Loose Lips Lager, the Klondike Clark. It's a Lagerdale. Uh, the Whitney Spears. It's a wit beer. Uh, the Slickback Stout. So sometimes when my hair gets long, you know, it's a little slick back. Have that. And the Hotline <laughs> Plaza Juicy Pale Ale. There you go. So also funny names. Um, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Great job on the naming. Uh, so Long Slice, along with the aviary, are big on four things. So these are the, I guess we'll call it, these are the four things that they take seriously, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sports, community, amazing grub, and craft beer. Those I are mean, four good things, yeah. Four great com- things that make a great combination, right? The foundation of success. Uh, delivery available Toronto-wide as long as you have uh, M. That is an M. Postal code, Monday through Friday, and have an order of over $20. Uh, I love that about Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Long Slice for getting us the beers, even outside of their regular delivery area. We do not have an M. No, none Postal of us code. have an M. No. But so we still... They still found a way to get us beers. That's very nice. And now the bottle shop is open every day, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, Avery is the every day, 11 a.m. to midnight. So oh. a little bit different. So if you you know can't make it to the bottle shop, then you've got a second uh, location you can hit up there. So. Awesome. Well, we're going to link to their information as usual. So if you do have an M postal code, you can order beer from them. And if not, you're going to have to drive to Toronto. <laughs> Well, we don't have to, because we have the beers in our hands, and we're going to have the first one right now. Okay, so, first beer time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thirsty. Uh, Yeah, me too. I'm very thirsty for some reason today. Um, Yeah, we want to thank Jimmy from Long Slice for sending the beers for today's episode. Now, mind you, uh, some of the beers do have some dents in it, and uh, we're okay with that because the content inside will not be affected by said dent. No. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And if it is, we can blame it on the dent. Yeah. And so it kind of really kind of bailed us out on this, right? Because we were reaching out and trying to get some uh, beers for the episode, and so uh, we, we got this one just in the nick of time for recording. He hooked us up. Which is great to see. Uh, the first beer that we're having is Princess Clementine, which is a kettle sour. It's 5% ABV and 10 IBUs. I'm excited for this. Yes, I know you are. I am. So this is their staple core LCBO beer. That is a kettle wheat sour brewed with the crown jewels of the citrus world, Clementines. Oh. Do you think there's like a crown jewels of the citrus world? I don't know. Uh, but we'll go with that. Um, brewed with Canadian two-row and wheat malt. It's lightly sour and effervescent with notes of mimosas and fresh squeezed orange juice. It is described as a perfect blend of both the sourness from the citrus fruit along with the sourness of the beer itself. Nice. Well, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons on and on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, uh, the rating on Untapped for this Princess Clementine is 3.63 overall out of five bottle caps with just over 1,100 check-ins. Very nice. All right, let's grab our cans and our glass. <clears throat> and let's open her up. Oh, my gosh. A little splish splash. I was taking a bath. <laughs> A little citrus in the eye. A little bit. Freshly squeezed clementine. 
Well, as this is a sour, we are drinking it out of a tulip glass today. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Very nice, very nice. Good pours, good pours. Everybody's doing all right? I, I'm doing excellent. Great, great. Yes. Producer Chance over there. Doing Excellent fine. as well. Doing fine. Um, yeah, so some information on this. Let's see here. We've got a lot of information getting put down by Chance here. So 32 5 out of 5s on this. Nice. Um, and in the can, it was a 3.62 with 862 ratings on that. So, oh, Most just, people just in. A new correction. It's not actually 32, it's 30. So, oh. uh, little fat fingers. I was just going to say, old fat fingers. <laughs> that counter went back to. So yeah. Yeah. Deleted two, uh, two of them. Uh, what do you guys see here for this? Uh, what do you guys got? Hey. Looks orange. Yes, it's definitely a uh, um, orangish beer. You can definitely get the strong note of the clementine on the nose. That yeah. is for damn sure. Almost reminds me of Satsuma. We've been down this road before, really? and I won't go down it again. I was going to say almost like an orange crush smell. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I do love so. orange crush. Yeah. Okay, just in case you guys want to send a case of Orange <laughs> Crush to Brett, he does enjoy His it. His address is. <laughs> His direct no, I address. The, I have the Orange Crush packets put in the soda stream. Makes orange pop with the sugar. It's great. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> All the flavor, none the sugar. You're so healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's out here giving prime. I have a bill of physical fitness here, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, good color on it. Good smell on it. Uh I think we should just drink it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, right? So you guys, so. oh, one of you guys it? take some sips. Oh, I know, so I know, Tyler. You, Tyler is a, a big fan of of the sours, so I, I know. And, and orange, mimosas. we love your orange. So yeah, and the thing too is we're in some of the coldest time of the year here. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you're not really going to a sour too often in this weather. Correct. So I'm, I'm a, that's I missed it. It's like giving me a little. A summer boost. And how cool that the brewery, like this is a brewery that has a sour as basically their number one core beer. You don't see mm -hmm. that too often either. Right. Yep. That's why I like it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so imagine guys... throwing these in, to high school parties back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were brewing this, the, the <laughs> yeah. Clementine sours back you in the day. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you guys uh, think of it? Uh, so well, I think it's got, got a nice taste. A little acidic, obviously, because it's sour, but... Yep. Um, for the most part, I'm definitely getting the clementine flavor off of it easily. Yeah, and it's not overly sour either. I not, don't think. No. Mm. no, no, not at all. Like, I, I thought it'd be a little bit more uh, like tart, and yeah. I'm not getting it. It's, I think it's, it almost be more like that champagne kind of vibe because of the mimosas, or no? Well, yeah, I don't think it's it's the mimosa aspect of it. It's just, yeah, it's just very, very kind of tart. Yeah, I mean, I think the you know, kind of the carbonation in it kind of gives it that mimosa feel, right? Because yeah. as the carbonation with the orange juice flavor or clementine flavor. But yeah, I agree with you, Brett. Tons of uh, acid on this one. Very acidic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Do we want to talk a little bit about the can? Yes, I will talk. I mean, I always screw this part up. Do you want to talk about the can? Because I apparently cannot talk about cans anymore. No, I think you uh, you go and we'll correct you. You, you just tell us what you see. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll tell you if we see something different. Yeah. It says Clementine Sour. Long slice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a Clementine cut up in half. I'm trying to see. It looks like the skyline of Hogwarts. I know it's probably not Hogwarts at all. <laughs> but. <laughs> so can we think about this logically? Think about the video game. And think idea. about the name of the beer. Yeah. 
Oh, yes. Princess yes. Clementine is almost like a play on Princess Peach. Oh. And then you might have, like, I don't know, in that game, like a Bowser. Maybe he's got a castle. I don't know. You know, just a couple uh, Something like that, right? I thought we were supposed to have producer Donkey Kong on today's episode, and we'd have Chance instead. <laughs> I get where we're going here. Anyway, there is a nice, um, would say, wand with a pe- peach. Almost looks like a peach on top. Could be a clementine, maybe. Could be a clementine. You're right. <laughs> Who knows? Right? Open to interpretation. Yeah. Some diamond jewels, yeah. right? Um, very, very uh, strong can. Also, they do have the, uh, if you want to try the Dreamsicle beer cocktail with their birthday cake, cake it, and this one. And let's just be serious. Aren't you glad? Oh, sorry. Aren't. God. English. Not good. Orange, you glad they didn't brew banana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the top five. <laughs> no, that's good. Good job. Yeah, you don't want bananas in this beer because I know you hate bananas. Well, yeah. Well, then it would be a banana sour. Uh, for sure. Hey, Which... have you ever had a banana sour? <laughs> no, like straight I don't on banana? I have. No. I've had a banana spoil. What about a banana split? <laughs> <laughs> banana split? No. All right. Okay. Let's get to the top five flavor yeah. profiles. Uh, I'll, I'll go with these. Number one, Clementine. Yes. Yeah, I would say 100%. Number two, citrus. Yes. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing as Clementine, but yes. Number three, sour. In the top five, but not number three for me. Yeah, I agree. Number four, tart. Uh, I guess that is number four. It can probably stay there, yeah. I mean, it's pretty similar to sour, sour, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number five, acidic. And that's the one that would move up to number three for me. There you go. Yeah, I think all five of these are fine. I don't think there's really, like, if I was doing this, I might only do three and just do, like, clementine, acidic, sour. Because yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's, there's not, like, a ton of different flavors. It's pretty, you know, easy to pick out what's there. Producer Chance coming in with Crushable. Yeah. I yeah. Crushable. I, I mean, definitely on a hot day, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, we're, we're done with Chance's thoughts. Let's talk about other people that use Untapped and their thoughts on this beer. And Tyler, you have the first one. Yeah, I do. Uh, so we've got Renee or Ren, maybe. We'll go uh, with Renee. Yeah. yeah. E, uh, handle a huge nerd. <laughs> I love the little snicker. <laughs> on January 14th, 2023, said, do you like Clementines? Yes. How do you feel about mashing one in your face? <laughs> Still cool. This is your brew. It is a Clementine Ford with a side of citrus. What? <laughs> Not too sour, but definitely a bit tart and acidic, like Clementines. Um, thank you. Thanks, Three, Renee. 3.5 out of 5. Lots of insight there. Yeah. Uh, so the next one comes from Plant. <laughs> and, and the handle is uh, Beer Tenga on December 7th said, While watching Ice Age, don't know which number, Stated, light and nice, really nailed the clementine. This would be so crushable on a warm summer's day. Really quite tasty. And Plant gave it a 3.75 out of 5. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I'm over here just kind of photosynthesizing what I feel. Um, nice. and I, That's a lover of plants, right? Yeah, huge lover. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start us off and I'm going to give it a 3.75. It says what it is. You get the kettled sour version of like the flavors coming through as well as the clementine, um, a solid beer. Yeah. I'm going to be right there with you at 3.75. This might sound weird to say, but I almost 
think that they there could be more clementine flavor in it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the beers I've had prior to the episode, and I rated it a 3.75, and I am keeping it at the 3.75. Producer Chance also giving it a 3.75. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this math this is, is going to be, be mind-blowing here. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? Okay, can, I take a, can I take a chance on it? I was just going to say, we don't usually give you the opportunity. So can I take ahead. a chance on this one? Yeah. I'm going to go with 3.75. Yeah, we're going to not round that up or down. Yeah, keep just same. keep it where it is. Our, Nailed it. All right. Great job, Brett. We're going to celebrate your math skills and we're going to go on to beer number two. Woo! The second long slice beer we're going to have today is called the Metropolitan Pilsner, which, of course, is an Italian Pilsner. So this one comes in at five. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course Metropolitan. Of course, of course it's, it's Italian. No, of course it's a Pilsner, yes. but it's also an Italian Aroma. Okay. It's listed as. Yes. I love that. Of course it is. Yes. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I meant it was, of course, a Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. All right. So it comes in at 5% ABV and 19 IBUs. Listen, if we're talking and we make fun of Brett for Hogwarts, we have to call you out of the Metropolitan Party. You are not Fair. comprehending that very good. Okay. <laughs> I know my comprehension skills are poor. Yeah. God. All right. So this beer is brewed with soft water. Supposed <laughs> to hard. Yeah. Giving it a soft, bready palate with a large whirlpool addition of Saz and Tanang, along with Hercules, uh, giving it subtle notes of straw and grass. Uh, so if that doesn't speak to metropolitan, uh, big <laughs> straw grass, I don't know what does. I mean, yeah, that, that sounds like big city to me. Yes. And so I think it, it sounds like old Toronto. There, well, we'll get to there in a second. So it also utilizes the Pilsner malts naturally and the, uh, Dextra pills. So, uh, that's where we're going to come up with this. I will say, I don't think I've heard of the Tetnang and Hercules hops before. You have now. All right. So, well, no, it, 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 I'm glad that you mentioned that because yeah. we do do uh, we do do <laughs> some uh, some hop education here, and yeah. those are ones that we don't really uh, see often. So, maybe uh, a chance can uh, look up and give you the flavor profiles on the Saz and Tetnang. No, we know. Well, no, no, we, we we've know heard of Saz, Saz just well, yes, not the Tetnang and, and, and Hercules. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Tetnang well, and Hercules. You didn't comprehend. Yeah. No, apparently not. We were talking. Oh boy. All right. Anyway, so the Metropolitan Pilsner is a collaboration with the Old Toronto series and features 10, that's right, 10 different collectible cans with a snapshot of pictures from everyday life in Old Toronto. So some of these include uh, the beach, CN Tower, and we also have a few cans. We have four different cans here. Yeah, they sent us four different pictures, right. which is nice. These so, are really nice. So yes, I kind of yeah. interject, but like these cans, if, uh, if I could have like, I don't know, put a little drill hole in the bottom and just bled out the, the, the beer and kept just the cans intact. They're nice cans. Like, they are. So what we'll do, I think, and I'll make Chance do it because, you know, he has to do something, is we'll actually, you'll see the one in the main picture, but we'll also give the other pictures of the other cans that we have because we have four different cans here. So, Chris, do you want to describe kind of your can first before we... Uh, yeah, and as I always say, just jam out with your can out. Yes, which is which is what the koozie says, right? So uh, mine is a picture of Young and Richmond, uh, of course, in downtown Toronto from the 1950s. So I have a picture of the Toronto skyline from the 1950s. You know, no CN Tower, no Rogers Center, just, you know, a lot of simple and bare compared to where it is now, right? Yeah. 
I thought <laughs> I thought for some reason you, you were going to go ahead and say like it was some like uh, Italian place, even though we've already said it was all Toronto. <laughs> it's actually yeah, the old spaghetti a, factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then conversely, if we kind of do a little bit of uh, a look at uh, produ- producer chances, we've got Center Island Ferry in the 1990s. So this is probably the most recent one that we've got. Yeah, I think so. Um, it does have uh, the big pointy and uh, the dome. So yep. uh, that is there. And then uh, for my can, I've got New City Hall in the 1960s. Um, very nice. I get you to describe the can, but it's okay. I believe it's a New City Hall from the <laughs> it's, 1960s. It's Nathan Phillips Square. <laughs> it, is, it is Nathan Phillips Square. So, um, yeah, you, I mean, you can stay at the Radisson's there, and it overlooks the Nathan Phillips Square as well as the new City Hall. So on tap for this Metropolitan Pilsner, there is an average rating of 3.65 out of 5 with just 41 check-ins so far. And there is alone just one 5 out of 5. Very good. All right. Let's grab our cans. Let's grab our glasses. And our old Toronto can here. Let's open her up. Ooh. Thought I saw a little splash come my way. You- are getting splashed. No, all from day. you. I oh, feel like I'm in... Uh, I didn't get anything this way. Um, what was that? Marineland splash zone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Thanks, th- thanks Chris, for the laughter. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking I about. I appreciate that. Uh, so this is a Pilsner, an Italian Pilsner. Uh, so Metropolitan, we, someone... A Metropolitan oh, okay. Italian Pilsner, yeah. Uh, so we are drinking this out of a pint glass today, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Well, what do we see here, gentlemen? Oh, I'm seeing a nice golden color. Uh, oh, yeah. Very nice. And you see right through it, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. I, I swear I can see Chance right through my beer. Like, I'm Do look- you want to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's looking at you, kid. Quite yeah. literally. Um, yeah, I can see you. Nice carbonation. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that head is just settling very nicely with those bubbles coming right up. Yeah. Exactly what you want to look for in a Pilsner. Just a small head, not nothing yeah. too crazy. Yeah. Bready on the on the nose, um, kind of nice. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I I'm excited for it. I mean, there's we've had some pilsners before and it went up, but this looks very clean, very uh, very nice. I was just gonna say, looking at it, I would say we're probably gonna say it's clean on the taste. Ooh. Ooh. Well, let's well, talking of the taste. Well, let's get into it, eh? Sure. All right, you guys go ahead. I'll I'll just watch you drink a little bit here, but. Um, yeah, really on the nose. I'm I'm really really picking this up, which is good. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Definitely getting the the the, the grassiness. Yeah. Out of this, I think, and that straw. Straw. Yeah. Uh, some might use it as earthy, perhaps. Yeah, it is pretty earthy. I was, and and I mean, earthy is kind of the overall mm-hmm. kind of thing I'm getting, and then straw and grassy is kind of a bit more detailed, right? In, but, into that description. Yeah, crisp and clean, though. So oh, in, yeah. in terms of like pilsners, right? Like there's different types of pilsners that we, we've had before. Um, the Italian pilsner, I feel like it is more, there's more of a punch to it. You know what I mean? Um, there's, there's a strong flavor profile that comes with like an Italian pilsner. Yeah. Yes. Would you guys sometimes for the good, that? sometimes for the bad. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like this is balanced. It like is. I, I feel like it's, it's a fairly balanced beer. Um, I don't... Um, I don't think I'm kind of getting thrown off by it. I, I'm getting some some pretty high bready notes in it as well. Yes. Um, also feel like I'm getting a little bit on the end of like a honey 
flavor. I don't know if any of you are getting yeah, that. I'm taking another sip. I was, and see. There's like a sweetness to it. Yeah, or something. exactly. I, I agree with you. Um, oh, I, I don't know if it's like a maybe more like a graham cracker kind of esque, like a like a, a right. gl- like a honey glazed kind of graham cracker. Yeah, like, like, I was gonna go like honeycomb, like the cereal. Yeah, like a yeah. a sweet bread. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing, right. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. But yeah, there is a, a tinge of sweetness on the end. Yeah, yeah but it's 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 pleasant, right? Like oh, it's, totally. I think it yeah. it it's um it changes the way that the initial flavor profile is at the very beginning. So I feel like this has legs, right? It, it's it's mm-hmm. yeah. we're, we're kind of walking through a, a different kind of pers- like um, perspective here. Is it's very bready up front. There's some earthy undertones, yeah. and then it finishes very nicely with a bit of that sweetness. I feel, I feel like the uh, beer is almost trying to tell you a whole story, kind of like what the the canning and the collaboration here between the old trial series. This it's that it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's not just a straight throughout, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does change, um, but overall, just I think a, a pretty well done beer and and really uh, really nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So, top five flavor profiles. Who wants to do these? I did the last one. Brett has fired his hand up. It says, take a you chance. See my hand? The old, my hand right here on the old raise my hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I even pointed at my hand, too, so you uh, knew I was raising it. Little Brett in the back. Oh, yes. Number Go one. <laughs> Bread. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, agree. I, agree. I completely yeah. agree with that. And I like to see that, especially because it's an Italian prisoner. Good yes. bread's in Italy. That's true. Mm. Number two. Light. Yeah. It's a light beer. I would agree with that. Okay. Number three, crisp. It it is crisp, but I've had crisper um, pilsners before. I've had crispers as well. They're I was going to say all dress barbecue. Yeah, barbecue Ranch. for sure. <laughs> Ranch, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, to kind of go back on the light, I I don't want to say that it's light in flavor because it's certainly not. No, but no. it is. It's the way that it finishes. It's it's a pilsner. It is light. Uh, the crispness. I would agree with you. Uh, the Christmas? Crisp. Yes. Crisp. Yeah. Even I got it. Get Comprehend- a little, get a little Comprehend st- it, Chris. Right. Come on. <laughs> get, get a little stuffy in here. A Number four, grassy. Yes. Yeah, there, the, there's there, earthy undertones. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of, um, I'm getting it less and less as I drink more of it, to be honest. Yeah. And, and number five, carbonated. Certainly is. Yes. Uh, but it's not overly carbonated. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a nice Pilsner, but it, I don't... I don't think it's like hugely carbonated. No, I wouldn't. I don't think so either. Right. Um, so producer chance coming in with maybe some things that could replace carbonated. It's like straw-like, balanced, crushable, sweet. Yeah, I would definitely add sweet in there. Again, um, I might be even more specific and say that honey because that really right. is kind of sticking out to me. Uh, yeah. And then probably something related to straw. Yeah, I like balanced um, because I, I do think it is balanced. It's um, different flavors throughout, but that's what I think is kind of like the balance aspect of it. Yeah. Crushable. I mean, it's a Pilsner, but again, I don't know if I'd want to have too many of these, like three, maybe yeah. one or two, probably good. Um, just because it has a lot of flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it does. So it is, it is nice, but I wouldn't sit here and I don't, I don't want to slam this back. Like I actually want to sit here and actually yeah, enjoy, enjoy it. it. Right. Like, yeah. so I think I would probably at least buy 10 cans of it. Hopefully make it, you know, get every single one of them. You got to catch them all, right? Oh, you mean As, like you want each of the different yes, cans? Yes, thank okay. you. 
Okay. This guy says, Hof- <laughs> hopefully get them all. But I mean, if you go into the bottle shop, you can, you pick, can actually yeah. pick the ones that you want. And producer Chance was like, why would you Chance was like, what are you talking about? Why 10? And then the light bulb went off. And it was like, ah. They would look nice on a shelf. Like it I, would. That, yes, that's yeah. what I was going uh, with a little bit earlier. Well, on. we're forty yeah, percent so. of the way there. There you go. That's true. Only um, six more. <laughs> do we dare give the other six? Ah, uh, thoughts from Untapped users. Let's see what they think about this beer. Yes. Um, and we did mention a five out of five, I and mean, that might come up later on. Yeah. So put a pin in it. <laughs> so the first one is from Mike D, and his handle is Shin Triad. I don't know if I'm saying yeah, it right, but no, we'll that's, that's how I would decide. Okay, it. good. Good comprehension. On February 1st, stated, love the old Toronto packaging and concept. Not sure cans are col- that collectible, but hey, I disagree. I think they're very collectible. Uh, as a Pilsner, it's basically middling. A couple more IBUs would punch it up. Huh. huh interesting. I think maybe you need to have a little bit more knowledge. Uh, <laughs> 3.25 out of 5. Oh, shots fired at Mike. Oh, my God. I don't think raising the IBUs too is gonna. <laughs> yeah, usually add more punch not to it. not something you see in a pilsner is yeah. high IBUs. So, uh, all right. Well, so the next one comes from Brian C. Uh, handle is Bry Camp B. Uh, on January fourteenth, stated five caps for this pilsner. Easy drinking, flavorful, and lightly carbonated. So, as we kind of teased, this is the five out of five uh, from Brian for this beer. The only five out of five. But what are you going to give it, Chris? So I will not be giving it a five out of five. Um, but I will say this is, uh, you know, probably one of the better Pilsners that I've had, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go higher than I would normally for a Pilsner and give it a four. <laughs> so normally for a Pilsner, you give it a three, seven, five? Three, five, yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh. Usually around Half there. Half point yeah. higher. Look at you go. I am yeah. uh, going to give this one. So I'm going to say the last Italian Pilsner I had left a very, very bad taste in my mouth. So I'm glad this is kind of recollected, uh, the Italian Pilsner's Was me. that the tube sock one? Yes, it yeah. was. I'm not going to name the brewery or the beer, but it was not good. Um, I'm going to give this one a 3.75. Yeah. So, Chris, I'm I'm right there with you, which yeah. is not really much of a surprise, I'm sure, for all the listeners at home. But I am going to give it a four. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. It's uh, it's got some good flavor, and I like how it kind of transforms throughout, uh, which is very nice. Yeah. And producer Chance is going to give it a three point seven five, so two point two three point seven fives and two fours. Uh, Chris, what's that get us? So overall, that's giving us a three point eight seven five, which we will round up to a four Heck overall. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Totally cool, right, dude? <laughs> God. Speaking of cool, I guess we're gonna go to our next topic but uh, that concludes the review <laughs> of long slice and the beers that they provided for today's episode very good so up next we discuss the rad games we used to play as kids all right producer chance you can calm down on that uh fingering you doing on that keyboard <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> you heard me what <laughs> All right, so after going on Long Slice Brewery's website, which we previously discussed, actually in the first segment of this, which seems like so long ago. Oh, such a long time oh, ago. Like way back in the 90s. It was like it, 30 minutes ago. And I'm going to be hip and cool when I say this and viewing their socials. Oh. <laughs> it was evident that the vibe was retro and rad. You sound so cool. <laughs> I was the coolest no, kid. No, I was no, one of the coolest kids in high school. I bet. <laughs> Did you brew beer and bring them to parties? No. <laughs> then maybe you weren't. No, I'm kidding. So as such, in true 8-bit fashion, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, uh, let's have a discussion on video games, 
consoles that we had kind of growing up. I, I, I picked this topic, and I knew that we've kind of had this conversation a little bit bleed into some of the other ones that we talked about, but we haven't really had a wholesome conversation. And I implore every individual that listens to this, implore, big word, uh, you could go ahead and check out their website because oh, you yeah. have to do it. You need to do it. You have to do it. It's got it's like so a very funny. like Grand Theft Auto very first uh, oh, the very yeah. first one. This like it's uh, like um, like sunset or sunrise kind of theme to it. Bleeds yeah. through it. I love it. You guys are killing it. Uh, it's great. Someone call that Miami Vice kind of theme. It, it's kind yeah, of Miami kind of, Vice. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. also implore means to beg or ask someone earnestly. Oh, okay, good enough. <laughs> God, Brett, I it, love Brett, you, is that what you do while we uh, record? You're just on dictionary.com? <laughs> Thesaurus.com. Actually, <laughs> I did, like, not 1990s technology, more like 2023. I used this thing called Google. Oh, and Brett. put in the word and the meaning just That's to funny. make sure that I had it. You, tell down the, you told them the, the Google machine. Yeah, I know. Ah, yes, yes. I love machine. that, Brett, and I love you too. You didn't say it, but I, I love you I too. It. Don't worry. All right. I'll say it. It's fine. There you go. So let's talk about maybe our first gaming system um, that we owned. Um, we'll do it in very craft beer connoisseur fashion. Uh, do you guys want me to start? And then we'll kind of work around the table? Yep. I think so. All right. So the very first system that I can recall is the NES, the very first Nintendo uh, that was out there, cartridge system. Yep. Um, that thing was a thing of beauty. And we'll kind of get into some, some of the games that we played first. But um, I was very fortunate growing up that, uh, I mean, video games have always been part of my life. And I call that very fortunate because we had very different systems. Uh, and uh, some individuals didn't. But, uh, yeah, the NES was the very first one. Um, and maybe that shows my age a little bit because as I look up at the uh, script here, we, we move on to producer chance. Uh, and theirs uh, was the N64 was the very first oh. gaming system that they had. So a little later. A little later. Yeah. Which, a little more advanced. Well, the system was, but I don't yes. know about the person. Let's oh, well, yes, <laughs> the it, system. Keep it yeah. tight, buddy. Here, all right. Uh, so yeah, in '64, uh, Chris, what did you? Uh, what did you grow up with? So I guess technically the first system I had was the PS One, um, but I I also had the so a lot of people call it the NES. We used to call it just original Nintendo. Sure. Um, and so I did. I remember buying that used off a friend at school. So at one point I had the original Nintendo and the PlayStation one at the same time. But you how did... trustworthy was that friend? What do you mean? Like the system didn't come with like the Burger King menu on top. Like you, if you see those Google uh, Googles and TikToks and all that stuff. No, like uh, it actually worked. The system worked. Yeah. You, you didn't get decoyed at all. No, it worked. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you didn't have it at the time that it was original. You no, I did later. not. I had I had it later. Yeah. Okay. PS One. God, memories. Mine. Mine's also an N sixty four for sure. And okay. I'll get into the games in a little bit. But well, first yeah. system I had was N sixty four. Okay. Cool. Cool, dude, bro. <laughs> uh, games you first played. So um, I'll kind of go into a little bit of mine, and then maybe Chris, you can pick up producers. That sure. way, just kind of keep it entertaining. People don't need to listen to me kind of ramble on. Uh, so on the NES, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rad, mm. cool, dude. Thanks. They man. had an NES game for that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I remember playing it again. It was kind of like six, eight bit kind of. Um, I don't know if that means. I think you needed guys. another friend to buy that game off of. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just remember like going down like a hallway, and there was like fire that would come down at you, and you had to like dodge that as a whole thing. Um, all the Super Mario Brothers. 
Uh, like all of them, one, two, and probably three was one of the best. Uh, that's up for debate. Um, the third one that I mentioned on here is actually very interesting because just kind of preface this, we were never allowed guns in the house in any yeah. way, shape or form, water guns, none of that stuff, no weapons. Um, but yet except we, for <laughs> we had duck hunt yeah. and we had the gun, which had a massive orange gun. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. And, uh, we love that. Um, there are some secrets to duck hunt. If you have, or have not played it before, um, the technology behind it was very simple, but really kind of cool. I, I was going to say, like, you think back, you know, when did that come out in the mid eighties? Right. Like, and, or yeah, yeah. yeah that's when NES yeah. came out. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like 867. Sure. And like, you were shooting a gun at a terrible TV, and mm-hmm. it still understood where you were shooting, for the most part. Yeah, the technology is really good on it. And if you had a player two, if you didn't know this, the player two actually controlled the duck. So as it was oh, flying, really? you use the direction pad, and you could control where the duck was I flying. I did not know that. Um uh, there's a, a, a really good episode on another podcast, Stuff You Should Know, that actually talks about that as well. So uh, maybe give them a Just listen. why he knows but, it. No, I, I played it. And, yeah. I, and they said it. I was like, yeah, I knew that. And uh, Donkey Kong was uh, was a huge one on NES. Uh, Producer Chance. Chris, why don't you tell us what Producer Chance used to play? Yeah, so on his N64, big fan of Donkey Kong 64. Uh, Pokemon Snap. Not familiar with that one. I am, yep. Um, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, Mario Kart. That's a N64 staple. Classic. Uh, and so is Goldeneye. That was uh, that 007 Just made game. a comeback. I was just going to say, yeah. fun fact about Goldeneye, it's being re-released um, in its entirety of what it actually was. Oh, really? A little bit upgraded, but... Yeah. It's it's a restored it, kind of very yeah very much so. well speaking of that I have like the uh, so Nintendo created like the NES and the Super Nintendo yep. um, with the games like loaded in so we have the the NES version um, mm. mm-hmm. which is which is pretty cool to play that every once in a while a little nostalgia yes. so for me because oh what about me oh, no nobody cares no. No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. There's, there's still some more that's listed there too but well that's on his PS3 yeah it's a little yeah. bit later on yeah that's yeah. that's later in life right mm-hmm. come on. Um, so anyways, for me, like uh, a lot on my NES, kind of the same games, Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers, of course. And then on my PlayStation 1, um, always Crash Bandicoot. Um, oh, yes. That was awesome. And then I had like Spyro? every... What? Did you have Spyro? No. no just Crash Bandicoot, right? Eh? Yeah. And then every NHL game from like 1994 yeah. on, basically. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So, in terms of me, um, mostly I played uh, N64 with my cousins um, and then my brother, because I'm a lot younger than them. Um, So, I was kind of privy to games that maybe I shouldn't have been playing when I was seven or eight. Um, So, Goldeneye was one of them. The game that was probably okay was Triple Play 2000. Yes. Jim Houston, Buck Martinez on the commentary. Great commentary, (laughs) let me tell you. Was, Was Manny on the cover of that one? Uh, Sammy Sosa, I'm pretty Sammy sure. So, okay. And then, uh, you know, some WWF, Warzone, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. You know, it's beating people up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm talking right. about, I'm like a good 20 years back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Rewind that clock. I would have been seven or eight at the time. It would be the first gaming system I would have played on. Yeah, I love so that. So it's right. I lo- no, I'm not disputing that. Yeah. I'm not disputing that. Um, all right, some of the arcade games. I, I, I kind of got into this myself a little bit. Um, and Producer Chance did make some comments about in school. We, we've talked on, offline about this many a times. Carmen San Diego, like where in the world is Carmen San Diego oh, yeah. on PC? I still remember that song. All right. Yeah. 
in cross country Canada was the same sort of thing. Yeah. Did, um, did anybody ever find Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Found where Carmen where was she? In where the was world? she? All yeah. over the place. You know, it depends if you had the the, the ruby. Uh, it was a whole thing. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. And okay. we're talking about good, good. currency. I'm, just, I'm glad she was found. Yeah. I didn't get an amber alert for that, so I'm glad to hear. <laughs> cross country Canada was the same sort of thing, right? Like oh, I remember yes, that goes into we mind, could but, not. I've told you guys this too. We could not continue to play cross country Canada unless we took it like a test. We had to do a, a flight test. We yep. had to do. Um, uh, we had to do. And flight a, tests have changed in the last do, twenty years. Do, yeah. do, no, no, four no, years. No, but I get your point. no, like flight tests. We had to do like location tests. So we had to know where where the nickel was was obviously going to be Sudbury. Like we had to do that for both. Where where's the world? Carmen San Diego. The geography. Yeah. Word yeah. um, Munchers, huge. Yeah, I love that one too. Uh, arcade games. This is a little bit of nostalgia. I remember going up to uh, Solid Beach, my grandparents' trailer. And uh, they had uh, a pool there, and in the lobby of the pool, there was always arcade games. So we used to play Street Fighter or Tekken, or my favorite was always Golden Axe. I don't know why. It was just like small little characters that were slamming around with their little axes, and you get little power-ups. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, so Chance played Pac-Man. Good job. Little Pac-Man. Good job, Chance. <laughs> probably was arcades probably running around when Chance came up. Yeah, like I'll be honest, I didn't play a lot of arcade games. Um yeah, Chance just put this in. Uh, pinball. So uh, I'm a big fan of pinball. Uh, even today, I would I would love to play some pinball. Um, but also, a uh, little bit of golden tea. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Some golden tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, you know, and that's Sam, about it for uh, arcade games for me. Yeah, I, mine was golden tea as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna give some honorable mentions. Uh, Magic Circus or Ma- on when you were in school? No, nobody played that. Yeah. Uh, math circus. Sure, that's one. That's was, what it is. It was math circus yeah. when you'd go ahead and you'd do the the seal with the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And then also like all the right type. I mean, like all you know. the right type. <laughs> Come on. You type, you get it, and then you get to play a game afterwards. It was a good uh, reward system back in the day. Pavlov would have loved you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. So, you know what? We were uh, kicking it old school, and uh, here we are, new school with a podcast. We'll so, put out a poll, see what other people are playing too, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. You want to do a poll? You want a chance sure. to do a poll? Chance. Uh, chance. Take a chance on me. <laughs> all right. Chance, you got a poll. Um, all right. That's it. That's, that's all. It. I think that's so. All. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. We'll be back with our conclusions and stay cool. That is going to conclude today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite retro video game character. There you go. So from all of us and producer Chance, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.